Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. This is about something that lights your fire when nothing else will. This is the Mark Devine Show. This show, we're going to discover and dive in and discuss what makes the world's most inspirational, compassionate, and resilient leaders so courageous. Transform the nature and functioning of our own brain for the better. Go put your virtues in action. Be the best version of yourself. Life is a practice. Day by day, and get wiser and stronger and grow. How do you understand enough about your own mind and psychology and emotions and how you develop a reflective awareness practice to actually get in the driver's seat of your own mind? We go in-depth with people from all walks of life. Martial arts grandmasters, meditative monks, CEOs, military leaders, stoic philosophers, proud survivors, and more. Every episode turns our guest experience into actionable insights that you can learn from and lead a life filled with compassion and courage. I started putting all these little tools in my pocket, started to reflect a lot and meditate. There has to be a balance between movement and rest. But it all starts with us. We cultivate these qualities in ourselves. We become a beacon of life for others in the world. Please join us on the journey. The Mark Divine Show. Hoo-yah. Today's episode brought to you by J.B. Weld. Available, by the way, at jbweld.com. Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And proudly made in the USA. All right, Matt, what do we talk about in this episode? Oh, we're going to get into a little bit about Singer. they got a, mm-hmm. a turbo concept that they're putting together and uh, talk a little bit about Pike's Peak. And as concept cars, first, there's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, Geico can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to Geico becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the chairs. And welcome to CarCast, Madam Crow. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. What's going on in the car world, man? Oh, you know, uh, it's been uh, it's been interesting. You know, it seems like with so many delays on things, we're starting to get, like, car news, but everything is two years out. So now it's just kind of like a, a waiting game with, with, uh, with so many things. But... Uh, I just noticed that that Singer is doing this, um, like a, a turbo, like a nine eleven, like nine nine eleven turbo. They're calling it a, a nine eleven turbo study. So I guess we're gonna see if they're gonna end up making these these cars or not. But uh, you know, it's a c- full carbon fiber, you know, body work. Um, the one that they made. Yeah, onward and upward with Singer, man. They yeah. just keep evolving. And uh, they get a engine that they do, you know, semi-bespoke with uh, Ed Pink and, I guess, so this will be a their three engines point, now, right? This one will be, yeah. I think they have a four-liter four naturally aspirated. Mm-hmm. This is a 3.8-liter turbo. Single? With or four, twin turbo, twin. 450 horsepower. And I think they have a version where they can get it up to about 510 horsepower is what they're saying. Again, this is kind of their... They're 
their design study on things. Um, uh, Ben's got it loaded up there. Ben, let's take a look at the pictures of this car. Real quick. Uh, I'm a lot guessing, of houndstooth. I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing they're going first gen um, turbo. I guess that'd be 76, maybe technically 75. Those cars are, are getting good money now, by the way, the first gen turbo yeah. 911s. Uh, they they were popping seven eight years ago, and they kind of cooled, up, you know, flattened out a little bit. But they're they're pretty pretty hot these days. Yeah, I would imagine the first thing I thought of was the whale tail, and the second thing I thought of was the houndstooth interior. I, I tell you, they're doing such a good job with these cars, and the interior has been a really important part. But um, it's kind of interesting that they, at least according to the. Some of the early renderings we're looking at are photographs. I can't even tell anymore. Um, looks like they're going with the stock turbo wheel, which is kind of steering wheel, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I like, you know. Um, well, but, so the question is, what what year cars are they starting with? What's the shell? What's the VIN number? Are they going to start with turbo cars? Because if so, then, like you said, they start to get pretty expensive. I <laughs> I don't think there's any need to start with a turbo car i'm not yeah maybe i am an expert <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not an expert but I, there's not that many people who know that much more about uh this than i <laughs> there's a handful of guys out there but yeah. i would imagine first off if you limit yourself to turbo shells you're really limiting your pool yeah. and there's probably since the price of the turbos has gone up quite a bit over the last 10 or 15 years. Um, you're really hobbling yourself. And I don't, and, and probably most of those cars are not kind of junked and tubbed out. People kind of took care of them and yeah. rebuilt them and refurbished them and blah, blah, blah. So, and uh, the, you know, the turbo tub is no different than a stock 911 SC or a stock 911. So I guess with the turbos, they added the, the flares and the houndstooth and, and that kind of stuff. So I would and, – and they're going with a full body kit, obviously. Well, it's a carbon fiber body at this right. point on top of it. So, so I mean, I'm sure they're starting with just a 911 tub, maybe – geez, I don't know, 70, 71 through 83 or something yeah. or whatever the hell, whatever the hell that tub is. And uh, then they're going to, you know, do the Ed Pink. They're doing Ed Pink motors, right? So some Ed Pink, and then I, they had some partnership with Porsche uh, on on engines or some. Of yeah, they're going to do it right. Um, you know, the 450 feels a little light in the horsepower department for a well, twin turbo. I They're... Their four-liter naturally aspirated Ed Pink motors got to be up somewhere in that neighborhood already, right? I mean, you got a four-liter motor, you know, a bespoke, you know, $150,000 motor. It's got to be doing better than a 100-horsepower liter, right? Or at least in there? Yeah, I and I don't know if that the only and they have a couple of engine options now which is i think why you know even when you start to 
maybe somebody who's been following Singer a little bit more than we haven't spoken to them in a while. But I don't even know where the price starts on Singers or what the options catalog looks like. I know in the aftermarket, I don't think you can find anything less than maybe nine hundred thousand bucks. Yeah, it seems you know? like the the floor is about nine hundred yeah. grand in the aftermarket. And then a few years ago at, at Goodwood, they had the car that I think was it maybe it was. I don't know if it was Dario Marino, and I apologize to them for getting it Frank confused. Katie. Yeah, but one of them was sort of the ambassador for for Singer, and that's when they're like, "Oh, this is the you know the one point I don't know eight million dollar <laughs> version." Of yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, they've all crept up. Like I, I a million years ago, I think we spoke to them, and they're like, "You, you can, we can start to build you a Singer for you know three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand dollars." But I don't think you can get into anything for less than. Almost a million bucks, nine hundred grand. Well, obviously the resale is good, so that definitely helps people with the put the deposit down. And number two, it's it's just done right. It's kind of like we were talking about when it came to the resto mod department. You know, you take a Corvette or Camaro or something, and you do it right. It people will cut that check. Yeah, and uh, they certainly do things right i mean singer is one of the few cars where you walk around it and you don't have a couple of notes you know and yeah. like, i would have done these mirrors a little bit differently or something also singer is a very good example i said you know way before singer well not way before singer but before singer i said look all these guys out there that do these, uh, you know, Ring Brothers and guys like that who do these amazing, amazing resto mods, if that's even what we're calling them. But yeah. the the this amazing work on these cars. And we've interviewed these guys. I'm like, you're starting off with a Chevelle. <laughs> you know what I mean? You start with a big box of American shit. And then you're doing the best. <laughs> a lot you of could. people like this. Chevelle. No. You're doing the best you can do with your big box of American shit, but how much can you do starting with a big box of American shit? Now, you get a Jaguar in there, maybe, and people kind of listen to me with this one, uh, maybe a Pantera, mm -hmm. you know, something, those happen now, something yeah. that's got some shape out of the box, you know what I mean? Z cars, you know, things that 911, you know, things that have a nice shape out yeah. of the out of the box and then of course their answer is always like yeah i don't want to spend 150 grand just to get the shell before <laughs> we begin i'd rather spend seven grand and get the chevelle right you know? well that's why these cars are a million bucks and everybody else's is two hundred fifty thousand. right but <laughs> my feeling is is no matter how far you go with that maverick that mid-70s maverick Ford Maverick, it's like, <laughs> it's it's still a Maverick. And you've done the most you could possibly do with that shape. But let's start with a really cool shape. Yeah. And, and, you know, no one is going to a Ferrari 275 GTB or something because I don't want to start at 1.8 million yeah, bucks yeah. or whatever that is. And I, and I understand that. But even uh, like the guy, the Japanese gentleman who famously did the Dino, the Dino and I forgot all those years yeah. ago. Yes. I, you know, now, by the way, Dinos are popping. Yeah. They, they sat flat for a billion years and now they're starting to creep over 400 grand and, and all that. 
But that guy started with a Dino that was 120 grand, you know, 12 years ago and got into it. Yeah. But he's gotten all the mileage in the world out of it. He he built a nice car. And he built a A really really nice car. A really nice car. But that's a good example of taking a platform that's a great shape and then jumping off. Goldberg and I were just talking about good jumping off points, right? We were talking to the guys from Pro Charger, Superchargers, and they were talking about supercharging the new C8 Corvette. I was like, this is an example of a good jumping off point. You took a really, really good car, naturally aspirated that stock, and for thirteen grand, you are adding 150, 200 horsepower, and you're undercutting basically the markups, right? Like, you know, you go try to buy one new, especially a new Z06, you're going to be into that thing for 130000 bucks. I was yeah. like, but what a good jumping off point. And they were talking about it like, Oh, the transmission, the performance of that car, everything is such a good jumping off point. On the Singer, so the Singers are, uh, they're using Ed Pink engines uh, and they're working with Cosworth and Williams. Wow. And the price range was, maybe still is, from about 475000 up to about $1.8 million, But it seems like. Right now, million dollars is kind of like the floating kind of mark. I told you, and I've told the audience, and I should verify it, but I'm I'm pretty sure all those years ago when I was up on Mulholland doing a shoot for, I don't know, LA Times Magazine or something, they went a shot at me at the rest stop up on Mulholland. Mm-hmm. Not my car or anything, just mm-hmm. sitting outside. Uh, the singer guy pulled up in a 911 and was kind of explaining to me that he was going to take these 911s and he was going to, you know, hop them up and he's going to sell them for 300 grand or yeah. something. And I remember just going like, oh boy, <laughs> who the, no, I mean, I, what kind of, I remember just going, that's not a business model. No, no one's going for this. Um, and I just kind of shook my head and uh, God bless him. <laughs> Here we are today. I should have put a deposit down that day, you know. Because you know, back think then about it that. sounded pretty dubious. Like it was like, yeah, we got nine eleven. We put this cool steering wheel on it. Put the cool shift knob on it. Put some Corbo seats. You know, flare the <laughs> rear fenders. Get the uh, Weber downdrafts hooked up. You know, like he was kind of you know what we weren't talking about. Uh, Ed Pink engines or Cosworth engines or anything. We're just kind of talking about dressing up, you know, what we had. And uh, I was just kind of like, eh, I, don't know. I don't know who's, I don't know where the market is for this, but uh, God, did they just are crushing it now. And God bless them. He definitely knew something you didn't at that time. Yes. And, <laughs> and, but he started with the jumping off point. Yeah. That got to have something good. You know, we talked about in the past few years at SEMA, we saw some some pretty cool builds. Ferrari, so I think it was like a 308, 308 and a, or 328, 355, and I think someone's doing a Testarossa. Yeah, right. Get get some cool shapes and then work from there. And yeah. uh, I think that's going to be the trend. I mean, the <laughs> second gen Camaros. We're pretty good that way, mm-hmm. you know, and they're they're getting they're doing a lot with Corvettes, yeah. Now, even though it's a sports car, but 
some of the models are a little better than others. I, I don't like the early, you know, the mid-50s ones that much or anything. But uh, then once you get into the split window and stuff, it's kind of kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are taking shapes and doing things to them. Kind of wonder, kind of wonder if they're not – some enterprising young guy is going to start doing a singer for first-gen Z cars. You know, you could get – well, so this is what we were talking about a little bit last week. When it's a good shape. See... It's affordable shape. I mean, the prices are going up. Yeah. But you can get a 240, 260, 280. They're all the same shell. You know, the bumpers and the rear tail lights and brake you know, reverse lights and shit were a little bit different. But once you get it down to the right. shell. So you have three generations before you start getting in. And look, who's to say you can't do the 280ZX either? But be good. That might be an, an interesting next singer. I mean, I like the idea, but just putting pen to paper or doing one car is not what builds a business. They build a an icon or build a singer or you know something along the lines of that is I, I think, one, you need to be very well funded. Your business needs a lot of good investment money or startup money. Mm-hmm. And... To be able to grow in a singer-esque way, right? Mm-hmm. But yes, we're starting to see companies like that. The Volvo I saw the other day, the Scion, that P eighteen hundred, very cool car. It's seven hundred thousand dollars for a carbon fiber. What know. was the Volvo? So uh, Ben could look it up. It's the uh, it's the it's a Scion C Y A N. Oh, not P- a Scion. P. 1800 Volvo, and you'll find it. It's bright. bright Have I seen that car? I thought we talked about it last week. I don't remember that car. 700K? It's 700,000. It's from the guys that used to run the Polestar racing team. So they have the facility and the backing. And oh, that car! Yeah, yeah, this. Thing. Yeah, I don't remember seeing this uh, so car. So I, I was at their event. Their they're, they debuted this car in L.A. Uh, like two weeks ago or something. Yeah, it's a Volvo sports car from back in the day. You know, it's interesting. Volvo had a, what is it, an 1800 or this something? Is the, yeah, an 1800. Uh, you guys would recognize the car if you saw it. It's a two-seater. It's kind of cute. Uh, you know. You know, long nose, front engine, but it's Opal, a four-cylinder. Opal had one. A Opal GT, I believe, was one. Um God, Opa Saab had a little mm-hmm. So a lot of these European uh, car companies had a kind of cool shaped offering, in, you know, Carmen Ghia, yeah. if you will, yeah. you know, some like kind of interesting shapes and stuff. Now, obviously, the problem is they were all fucking gutless, <laughs> and so there was no performance. Yeah. So people were kind of going, well, yeah, it's a sports car, and it's like, yeah, it's 0 to 60 in 11 seconds. Well, but but look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, but it has a iron block, iron head, underhead cam, push rod, 1600 Fed by one Solex carburetor, it's making 108 <laughs> horsepower. But it's like, yeah, but look at the shape. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, and it was like, so now you take that shape and you go, well, let's put something in it. Let's put an engine in it. Right. So Porsche 
had the shape, but they also had an engine in the car. And, you know, Corvette had the shape and they had an engine and, you know, Z car had the shape and they also had a good power plant. You know, some of these cars were always just kind of weird, gutless, whatever. They were were little four cylinders. So what these guys did is they dipped into their whatever, 30 or 40 years of racing heritage and uh, it has a 1.8 liter four cylinder with wow. a turbo on it. Wow! And it's making 400 horsepower now. But the car is 20 something hundred pounds, 2300 mm-hmm. pounds, 2100 pounds, like uh-huh. very lightweight. They start with the the shell of the car. They even all the body panels are off. Just the inner skin of the unibody is left. They make a front structure on the front uh, for with. You know, basically from the firewall forward, they do an aluminum structure. They throw on a carbon fiber body for the skin and basically build like a chassis for it. So it's super stiff. It's all bonded on there. They gave it a hot little uh, four-cylinder turbo, five-speed transmission, you know, big brakes, racing suspension. But what was interesting about this car was the infrastructure that I was talking about. This company – was Polestar. They sold that brand off to the Volvo group with uh, Geely, and they make the new Polestar electric cars. And and so they essentially got a big payday, invested that into this new company. And the facility looks like, you know, a museum. It's like an operating room. Like everything's mm-hmm. perfectly clean and white, and they're just hand-building the stuff. And, and that's the kind of infrastructure I think you need to be able to have a business model like this and make it make it worthwhile but yeah i mean look seven hundred thousand dollars for a carbon fibered four-cylinder volvo is a little rich uh but look they they they're trying to send one over here so we can take one for a drive does it have the volvo badge on it no it doesn't i don't believe it does i think it's there but you know maybe on the hood they're doing it because they are calling it the cyan p1800 volvo or the oh they got the word volvo yeah they did use it yeah well, again, it's it's a cool little jumping off point uh, in terms of the shape of the car. Those cars are having a little bit of a renaissance. Um, you know. Got center locks. Shelby. <laughs> Shelby did this a long time ago. Yeah. Um, other companies did this. You know, even there's even a, I'll think of them, but there's probably, you know, the, the, there was a timer even before Shelby. Shelby got famous for it, but there there was. The notion of taking a nice power plant and putting it in a nicely shaped European body is, is you know, 70 years old now but, or 65. But the way times have really changed was, you know, Shelby's doing it and in his head he's like, oh, nobody wants to pay $10,000 for a car you can buy new for $3,000, you know, just because we breathed on a little bit. And now, yeah, you know, people want to pay – want to pay. People seem to be paying – Five hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, a million dollars for you know for a car that got breathed on. Now, granted, heavily breathed on. Yeah, I think Singer has <laughs> made a lot of people loosen up the purse strings and say, "Look," um, and uh, other iterations like when Jag rebuilt, you know, seven continuation lightweights, yeah. you know, for competition or whatever it was and they did the xkss they did a handful of the xks with the with like the lost vin number yeah, yeah, right? yeah yeah then the people signed up paid 
1.2 million bucks or something and yeah. one sold for one eight or you know, I'm screwing the numbers up. But the point is, is there's a justification financially for putting down a shitload of money for a very small batch um, bespokeish kind of car and, and being able to get your money back uh, at auction, even like, like we always talk about, even singer is now selling for a lot, you know? Yeah. So, um, wait, did I say singer? What did I mean? No, not singer. I meant, um, shit. We're just talking about singer. Sorry. I mean, uh, the nautical themed car that I always talk about. Not, not the interior is a nautical, the whole uh, aeronautical really, but sort of nautical. Oh shit. What's it'll, what, it'll, uh, it'll, sky? It'll, it's sky. Um, you're, you'll think of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ben, come on now. Jump in. You're a fucking <laughs> car guy. Uh, now what's the aileron? The, no, oh, the, uh, uh spiker. 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 Okay. Yeah. Come on. I got the, I got almost there with singer. <laughs> spiker and spiker. singer. Yeah, yeah. The memory's fading, but there's too many cars in my head now. There used to only be like seven cars I'd have to remember. Now it's Spiker and Singer and stuff that never existed in the past. But look, even Spiker, those things are over four hundred grand now. So uh, there's justification for this, and it's nice picking a platform that is a good shape and jumping off. And and they made a lot of these, and. Uh, I wonder if anyone will ever do anything with an Opal GT. You know what an Opal <laughs> GT looks like? Uh, ben, pop yeah, up an Opal, Opal like GT. By the way, the XKSS recreation was about 1.2 million. That's what I said. Oh, is that what it sold for? No, that's that's what they were price. Yeah, yeah, they're Sorry, pricing not, it not for- the auction price. Yeah, right. Yeah, look at the Opal GT. Yeah. Now, yes, it, the Opal GT. It, yeah. it, it's kind of like. It's, it's so got, tiny. It's got a little miniature Ferrari to it or whatever, but the shape is there. You know what I mean? Now it's it's a gutless wonder. But it, it's it, it's got the shape. It it and it's got a little bit of like Corvette in it and but but Corvette if you were Brad Williams, you know, right. like <laughs> Right. And we love Brad. That but must that be would a, be perfect. That must be a fiberglass body. It's it's I don't know, it's gotta be. Ben can check. Yeah. Now, like I said, the, the, the power plant for the Opal GT, 1.5 liter, like push rod. It, it, yeah. You, Zero to 16. Fat, slower than a DeLorean. Like, it's <laughs> it's got to be gutless. But, again, another European car with a kind of a cool shape that is just ripe for someone to, to get on. Yes, I'm wait. I'm, I got to look up the engine on this thing. I want to be specific about this engine, but uh, all right. Well, in the rest of uh, the car world, uh, what's going on out there? See anything on bring a trailer? You like? It's a steel unibody. So says Ben, if memory serves. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, so what, it's a steel body. They they had. <laughs> They had a thousand cc oh, and a one point nine, one point eight, basically one point, yeah, one point nine. So they had a sixty five cubic inch and a one fifteen cubic inch. Yeah, jeez, jeez. 
<laughs> the thousand sixty-seven C- horsepower out of the thousand cc. Uh, so that the one point one liter and then the one point nine liter. Uh-huh. Uh The little engine sixty-seven horsepower out of the one point one and the one point nine liter was one hundred and two horsepower. Yeah, but the torque, the torque had to be off the fucking charts. Okay. Also, that was that was the European version. Of course, the U.S. doing their thing. The 1.8 liter, 1.9 liter in the U.S. because of regulation emissions regulations was 83 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> if a guy pull up in a fucking uh, RD 400 Yamaha has got more fucking horsepower than you at the stoplight, yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah. So there you go, cool shape. With literally under 100 horsepower. So, all right, nowhere to go but up. With the little right? engine closer to half, <laughs> closer to half, 63 horsepower. 63 horsepower. What is zero to 60 with 63 horsepower? At this point, I don't need, uh, yeah. 14, 17 seconds? I mean, <laughs> Jesus, goddamn Christ. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, there are plenty of cool platforms out there. I'm not. I'm not campaigning too hard for the Opel GT, but it when that car came out, I was like nine years old, and I remember seeing it as a as a guy who knew nothing about engines, but I I could see a shape, and I was like, oh, that's a sexy, and I was you know two two and a half foot tall, so I was like, oh, that's a cool, cool sexy shape. Oh, there was a concept for a 2016 Opel GT, but was canceled. Actually, oh. that does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything got canceled around that time. Are Concept we, uh, cars in general were basically getting canceled. <laughs> can we uh, can we say that we're happy that gone or the era of the concept cars that were all sort of shaped like 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 a model of a black block of wood that was sort of carved like soap with the wheels all the way out to the corners and yeah. in oversized wheels all the way out to all four corners and and everything just looked like a soapbox you know pine derby racer where they've just carved this shape yeah, right. into something smooth and then put all the wheels and make the wheels way too big and push them all the way out as far as you could get them I, yeah. And by the way, just sort of motivated by some Tom Cruise futuristic movie from 1997 and a half or something. Right, right, right. Like there was like three movies where they just went, here's what cars are going to look like in 2035. Yeah. And then automotive manufacturers went, all right. Yeah. And they just did it. Every tire was huge. There was far forward and as far back as they could get. And everything was just sort of the same shape. I think I think the car companies kind of figured out that that's not that's not a very cost efficient exercise anymore because mm-hmm. you know it got a little bit of buzz like within the car community, but I just think most people consumers were like I I don't, I don't care I can't buy it right now it's just a concept I don't know what's going to translate. And then every production car that spawned from it is like, ah, it's not as cool looking as the concept. So now I just bought like a weird version with big mirrors and, right. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. It, yeah. It, oh, and no mirrors. Right. It, forgot. No right? mirrors. Because yeah. Tom Cruise's car had the camera and the, the right, mirror, right. 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 Because, yeah. you know, and then once you throw like all of the laws at it, you can't do it. It's giant bumpers and huge mirrors and, you know. The, the um, you know, there are a couple of concept cars that i kind of miss 
and I don't know where we're at with them, but I feel like several years ago, every once in a while, you'd see a Lincoln offering, and they go, this is going to be the new Lincoln sedan. And it, and you'd look at it and go, that looks bitching. Like, I, that is a cool piece. Had a little Batman to yeah. it, you know? And, yeah, yeah. And it was the big wheels pushed out and everything, but you go, ooh, wow, I hope Lincoln builds that shit. And they never got around to it. No. Actually, Lincoln is one of the few big brands that recently did show off a concept. See see if you can find it, Ben. Ben, there's a there's a modern-day Lincoln concept, uh, uh, some kind of EV. Um, and I like— It would have been like a 2022, not not some of the retro stuff. I like so what— So it would have been a recent article with a date. Sorry. I, I like what Lincoln is doing now, and yeah. the product's good and all that, but they had— five, six years ago, we're putting out some concepts and I was going like, Ooh, that, that seems cool with the, with this kind of suicide doors and, and that kind of stuff. And it just never, never ended yeah. up making yeah. it out onto the street. So this picture here, this concept is basically like your aviator in the future, right? If you right. really cleaned up the lines and shaved the door handles and you made it an EV and eliminated the grill. Like, so they're getting a little bit closer to a reality, but I, I think the cost-efficient move is to do like what Nissan did with the Z, whatever it was, two years ago. And they're like, "Here's the Z prototype, the Z mm-hmm. Proto," mm-hmm. and you go, "Great, it's a concept car." They're like, "That's ninety percent production ready. We're gonna nip and tuck a few things and change right. some buttons and make the mirrors bigger, right. whatever." But that's kind of what the car companies are doing. They're getting close. They're getting. Close to production, ready to see what kind of buy off they get. But yeah, this this you know even this concept Lincoln SUV that we're looking at this EV, you know probably not going to have suicide doors in the back. Probably not going to have you know the hood that f- pops up in the air so you can put your luggage in there. You know some some things a little over the top ish like that. But you know it's a thought. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, Lincoln's putting out good product. I'm using it, but. Um, they had some really cool concept stuff and they, they didn't exactly bring it around. I was speaking of that. I don't know why, but I was thinking about, I've seen a few of the, uh, new Mercedes EVs in my, uh, neighborhood. Yeah. The four door Mercedes the car. EBV or Mercedes. And, I, I kind of like them, but if you look at them from a certain angle, they got a little Volkswagen in them. They're a little them. ugly. They got a little bit of Jetta or something in them yeah. or some Passat or something. There's a little Volkswagen. Wait, wait, is Mercedes own Volkswagen or is that? Uh, no, no. There's, no. There's, um, that's um, Porsche, Volkswagen, Audi? Yeah. 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 Uh, Bentley? Where the hell's Bentley? Bentley in there? Bentley's in there. Yeah, okay. Um, they're a little bit ugly. Like, uh, you they're look a little at, bit ugly. You yeah. look at them from the front, and they kind of look okay, and you start getting around them a little bit, and it's like, eh. It's all wind tunnel. It's super is it? slick. Oh, is it? Super look, slick. I, I look, first off, I'm fine with that. If yeah. you just go, hey, fuckers, it works better, and you get a little more headroom in the back. I mean, that's it. They were like, this EQ, is how we get... EQS. Yeah. Ben will find They're a like, picture It's all range right now. Like, this is... We made it super slick. You yeah. want range. This well, is how listen, we man. It. Drag. 
Yeah. I mean, Jesus, goddamn Christ. <laughs> it's a big it's a big deal. You know, I was yeah. thinking about it the other day when John Force and uh Brittany. Yeah, I was gonna say Courtney, goddamn it. Uh when Brittany came in and and it's like how do you slow down from three hundred and thirty nine miles an hour in such a short period of time? It's like parachute. Parachute. Just yeah. air. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, you go from three thirty nine to zero pretty fast with a parachute. Yeah. With air. Yeah. And then you makes you go, all right, well then what when what if it's working against you? Like what if you don't want it? And you're, you have a battery, and it's powering a motor, and you're trying to go long at yeah, 80, like dragging a parachute around. Yeah. Well, the less, the more slippery, the better. Now he's showing us a cool concept. concept yeah. yeah we don't want the concept. Better. We want the one that's over at uh, Eagle Rock, Mercedes, and Audi, and and it look, I the front end looks pretty good. It's sort of when you get around it that it, it looks it, a little pricey. What's the range on this versus the range on, a, let's say, a G wagon EV? If they made one of those, like clearly oh, the G wagon EV, yeah, yeah, it's a brick that's going to push oh, through then, the air. Then you got the Kardashians' big asses in there with the <laughs> air not being able to get around their <laughs> hips. Uh, yeah, what is the range on the EQS and what's the sticker? Anyway, that. It's a cool piece, and no doubt. I just remember kind of looking at it, going, "Not, not as not as pretty as an Audi." Yeah, that's all I was saying. All right, let me tell you about JB Weld, world's strongest bond. The brands DIYers and pros have trusted for over fifty years. Use their epoxies, their super glues, their putty sticks, their wraps on all the projects, big and small, just about any surface: metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramics. Keep it in your kitchen drawer toolbox uh, with your uh, craft supplies or uh, in the garage. Also, they're the proud owner of Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner, well, they got you covered. So don't throw it away. Fix it, would you people? Let's not be an ugly American and fill the landfills with a bunch of junk you ordered that you broke and couldn't fix yourself. JB Weld it, man. Available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And it's proudly made in the U.S. of A. Uh, 350 miles is the uh, range on the EQS, which is good. I was kind of hoping for 400, but 350 is is fine. And it's a pretty, probably pretty heavy safe car that you're that you're doing that in. But um, it's nice, and it starts uh, about a hundred and thousand and change, one hundred and six. Yeah, I just got to believe. I think it goes up to about one hundred and thirty plus. I got to believe that if you're shopping, especially if you're buying it for your wife, and she gets a look at the Audi, she's probably going to dig the the shape of the Audi a little more. Yeah, even if the drag coefficient is uh, you know not what it could be. All right. What else is going on in in your car world? What I thought was uh, interesting, I didn't realize that you and I are both going to be in Colorado. I know you got a bunch of shows coming up, but I'm going out there for uh, Bravago, our beverage company. We're we're starting production on our CBD seltzer, mm. and uh, going out there for the production run. But Pikes Peak is happening at the same time, so I'm going to swing over to the to the Fan Fest Friday night, I think, and check out the Pikes Peak party, sort of the the pre 
event party. I don't know that I have time to uh, to go to the to the actual event on, on the weekend. But is um, it fully yeah. paved now? I think it is. Yeah. Um, and how far is Pikes Peak from Denver? Do we know? Well, Ben will have to to figure it out. About an hour-ish. We could uh, swing by the Shelby Museum and then head up to Pikes Peak. Yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) So that's going down that weekend. Yeah, but Shelby Museum is, I think, kind of in the opposite direction. Probably. Yeah. But I uh, mean, but everything seems like it's like within an hour. I think the Shelby, yeah, I think Shelby Museum is in Boulder. Boulder? Yeah, and then then we hit Golden after that. Take a take a two two hours and fifteen minutes from Denver. Oh, that's to, uh, to Pikes Peak. Well, that may be to the top of Pikes Peak. <laughs> <laughs> How far to like the Pikes Peak r- recreational RV zone or something? <laughs> yeah. You know, down at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, well, I guess Pikes Peak would be a little bit further off from the main city. Uh, yeah, you know. From the- uh, and is Hoonigan going to be out there? Uh, I. I believe so. So um, I think Ken Block built the Porsche, right? The, kind of the pink pig tribute thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know exactly. I, I don't know the whole story. Just as I was coming in, I saw a headline that during practice, I think he got off the course, Mm-mm. and I don't know what kind of damage was done. Um, I didn't see any headlines about him being injured, so that's good. But uh, I, I'm not quite sure what happened to the car. Oh, really? Um, but it's you know I, I haven't been to the Pikes Peak event I haven't been to the to the party but even the fan fest oh hold on it's an hour and thirty minutes yeah I, I knew it was an hour down or to the RV zone yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Ben got us to the top of the hill yeah well depending on how fast Ben it is a race <laughs> depends how, on what you're driving up the hill how long from here to Mount Hood not the <laughs> summit of Mount Hood right just to the parking lot just at the bottom the of Mount lot. Hood yeah. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we told him how far to Pikes, and we said Peak. Yeah, that's right. You did say Pikes Peak. Yeah, it's just the, the base. Base camp. The, the base camp. Where, of, where of we Pikes meet Peak. the Sherpas, and they carry our cars up the hill. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be uh, cool. So you're going to hang out with us over there at I, all? You know, I, I'm just starting to put together uh, the work schedule, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to try to figure something out. But well, you've got a lie, right? Speaking gotta... of that, well, I got I got shows uh, June twenty uh, fourth, twenty fifth, so twenty fourth, twenty fifth, Denver. Talk about Comedy Works South. So that's a little south of Denver. Is that like closer downtown. to Pikes Peak? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little closer to Pikes Peak. Yeah, uh, south. Would be so uh, well, maybe you think I'm kidding, but uh, I might get over there on a Saturday. And you know, Mike, I'll have Mike August with me, who's like is like. Mike, I'll just go, there's all this great food at Pike's Peak. And I'll go like, all right, <laughs> okay. I'll meet you in the parking lot. Friday, you got to work. But Friday is like 10 blocks long of like 30,000 people just like party and food and all that stuff. So at maybe Pike's Ma- Peak? Yeah. Oh, really? That's the Fan Fest event. Oh, uh, okay. Friday, Friday night, I think like 5 to 9. Oh, man, we'll get a rental car and come out there on a Saturday and yeah. say hi to Ken Mike Block. might ditch, ditch your show and just like go get a giant one of the giant turkey legs and then bring him back. How far <laughs> is Comedy Works South, Ben, from the Pike's Peak base camp base park <laughs> recreational rv fun zone for yeah, the kids to the, to the fan fest uh, yeah how far from there to 
I won't be going from the club to there. We'll be going to Pike's Peak and then coming down to the club. And coming to the club to do the shows. Yeah. You can yeah. uh, you can go to adamcarolla.com for all that you uh, need to know um, as far as live shows out uh, wherever, because I'm going everywhere. And you can, you can pre-order my book, by the way. Uh, Everything Reminds Me of Something. That's out July 19th. You just go to our banner, click through. It always helps at adamcarolla.com. What do you got, Matt? Yeah, just give me a follow at uh, Motorator on my social media. I keep uh, posting some fun, fun stuff up there. So, until next time, Adam Curl for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea, saying, oh, it's 110 minutes, uh, an hour. An yeah. hour, I mean, the way Mike drives, yeah. 110, hour, 10 minutes, we'll get under an hour. Yeah. All right, we're going. Until <laughs> um, next time, Adam Curl for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea, saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renters coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent.